there is a part of me that wants to be go, 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 go. Finding that sweet spot or the orgasm of life or whatever it is you want to call it. I call it tornado brain when the thoughts are just circling, circling, circling. If you're like in the tornado with Auntie M, is she in the tornado? Auntie M, Auntie M, Auntie M. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kim. This is Nikki. And I'm Louise. Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Hello, everyone. Thanks for pulling up a chair and joining us. Today, Laura, Sarah, Kim, Louise, and myself are going to be talking about the mystical, magical, wonderful thing called flow. Being in the flow or in the zone is something that most people can understand, but it can be a challenge to explain. From creatives to athletes, there is a state that is accessible that I like to say is a combination of effortless doing and effortless being. Things just flow. It's that sweet spot. It's like hitting the golf ball in exactly the right spot to make it go exactly where you want it to go. I'm not a golfer. I'm saying that for Sarah's benefit. It's a space that we can access. I used to think that it was something that just happened just showed up there without even trying, but I've come to realize that being in a flow state can be intentionally created. It still feels a bit like lightning in a bottle, but just knowing that it's possible is kind of exciting for me. So my beautiful friends, what is your experience with flow states? You don't hit the ball. It's where you hit the golf club. I just need to correct the golf term. <laughs> That's why I said I'm not a golfer. <laughs> so so <laughs> the, the effortless moment is when you hit the ball right in the center of the club. And that's where your effortless Wait, is. You just said you don't hit the ball. No, you, no, but you don't focus on the part of the ball you hit. You focus on the part of the club. Oh, got it. Okay. Is so it it's where they meet. I feel like we're... A little off topic here. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. Well, no. Okay. So that goes directly into my flow. I, I, when you say flow, first, I think of the woman from the uh, progressive commercials. And then second, I think of the, the zone in sports. And when you said effortless being and effortless doing, that's exactly what the zone in sports is. When you're just your brain has moved over to the side and your body has, is just performing. And there is nothing better than that feeling. Well, there's a couple things, but. But you can be in the flow there too. Oh yes. I've been in there (laughs) once or twice, (laughs) but that's what I love. It's, you know, if I was talking to a creative, I could say, Oh, are you in the flow, the flow of creativity? They would get that. But for an athlete, I would say, are you in the zone? And it's a similar state, but you're just using different language to describe it. What I'm so excited about is you just said it was intentional. You can get there. And I'd love to hear more about that. I'm hoping you can. I hope you've got some nuggety goodness to share with us about how we can do that. Of course. Does anybody else want to talk about flow states before we talk about how? Well, the flow, like I talk about this all the time with my clients and even in my life, like where in your life are you having and experiencing those moments of complete immersion in what you're doing? And how do you bring more of that into your life? For for me, I talk about more about awareness, right? When is it happening? When are you in the zone? Yeah, and I talk about it in terms of ease. So I don't necessarily use the word flow in everyday parlance with my clients. Ooh, I like that word. Got fancy. Got fancy. (laughs) Six dollar word. I I think I don't talk about flow. I I do with some of my clients because I think it can be scary. It's like, Ooh, that's that woo woo thing where I'm 
flowing and it's universal energy. And it's like, no, it's just finding ease. It's just finding that place where it feels easy. It's like when you want to start a new website and you have no idea if that website address is available and it is. <laughs> it's kind of magic when that happens. It's magical because all of the good ones are taken and then you're like, yeah, it's there. I invented a new word and nobody else has used it for a website yet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really is that ease. It's that sweet spot. It's when you start designing a website, all of a sudden it's dark outside and you wonder how eight hours have passed as you've been doing something, whether or not you were dreading it to start, but time has just flown because you're so there. Okay. So that's interesting because that, you know, that definitely, I think is one definition of flow. I had the opportunity and it was an honor to help transition my grandparents out of their home and into an assisted living. And I left my home in Minneapolis and came down to Oklahoma and there was I ended up in some, I don't even know what to call it. I called it a flow state, but to me it was more, and I get what you're saying about six hours later, it's gone and you felt fabulous. This was a little different. This was a, it was a state where it was almost like magic happened. Like where synchronicities, I would think, oh, I wish I had a Diet Coke. And the next thing I know, somebody showed up at the house with a 12 pack. Or I would wonder what's for lunch because I don't know what's going on here. And the Meals on Wheels people turned up because I didn't know they got that. So, I mean, it was like this almost miraculous state of what I call flow, mm -hmm. um, but it's a different meaning. So I'm just curious if anybody has any other definitions of what flow means. I actually have a different definition of what you just described, and that's the law of attraction. The more you focus on what you want, sometimes then it just shows up. I don't believe it's a, you know, we could go into a long conversation about that. But yeah, I, I think what you just described is like thinking about being hungry and all of a sudden a food truck shows up. That's the law of attraction to me. And how I would explain it and also use it is when you're in that flow state, you are, things are attracted to you a lot quicker because you're so open. You're so in that effortlessness of doing and being, you're not oh, how am I going to do this? I need food. I don't have time. Da, da, da. And there's that tension there. But if you're in the flow state, just hmm, I, I'm hungry. I really want this, or I really could use a Diet Coke. And it's that word Kim used ease of an openness of the law of attraction, being able to come to you easier because you're in a flow or in a zone of allowing it. I could really use a million dollars. Yeah, let us know if that works. <laughs> I love um, how you're looking around the room. <laughs> it's hiding in the cookie jar. The ceiling will open, the sun will shine down, and there it is. <laughs> I think, um, actually, like you said, effortless, and that's why you asked earlier, like, how do you get to the flow state? It's kind of like when you try to lie down and you can't sleep, and the more you think about trying to sleep, the least likely it is that you're going to get to sleep. That was me at 4 a.m. this morning. It's like trying to get in the flow state. When you try, that's when that makes it harder. So it's about doing other things that that enter you into it. But if you're thinking about being in the flow state for me, or if I'm thinking about being in the zone, I am not in the zone. Right. Which is why I'm really curious about what Nikki was talking about, having being able to intentionally get into that yes, space. Please. Yes, please. <laughs> we got to go back there. Sorry. No, I'm glad we can. Well, and it's that there's a difference intention. Tension and ease are 
my two favorite things. I've been talking about them in a lot of spaces lately and it's the, Oh, I want to get in the flow. Oh, why can't I go to sleep? I only have five more minutes before I have to get up. I ha- I really want that five minutes of sleep or the two more hours of sleep, or I really need to be in a creative space right now. And I just can't do it. I don't even want to put the paintbrush on the canvas right now. And there's a tension that's there that stops that opening to the flow. And so finding how to inject ease in there starts to release that tension. It starts to release the striving and the struggle and the pulling and the desperation. And sometimes it's baby steps into that space. Sometimes it's, you know, breath work, meditation, all of those things that are a struggle when we're tense and looking at the clock and don't feel like we have enough time. And all of the things that I have found that open up that ease are things that require me to allow the tension to dissipate by taking a sidestep or a step backwards or stopping looking at the clock. I heard intentionally not paying attention a bit to whatever is that stress or that tension that's going on right now in your life to intentionally bring more space into your life to focus on the abundance or that empty space versus that scarcity or that closed box. So what I'm hearing is this idea of not necessarily putting yourself intentionally in a space of ease. So for somebody who does better moving away from something I don't want, it is intentionally stepping out of lack. So when I am feeling that tension, I'm feeling some semblance of lack. Like I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough hours in the day, whatever it is. It's a sense of lack. Yeah. So it's that intentional stepping away from that, just giving yourself space to get to step away from lack opens the door to a little bit more ease and flow is what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's allowing that flow to come in. And if you're in a space where there's not enough time, there's not enough resources, there's not enough something, there's not an allowing there for it to come in. It's the difference between saying, I can't do this. And how can I do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and one of my favorite questions to ask is what is possible if, right? When you're in that negative frame of mind, that lack frame of mind of there's no way I can do this is what is possible if you can. It's interrupting and reframing what is happening in your brain when you're in that, I call it tornado brain, when the thoughts are just circling, circling, circling. I can't do this. I suck. Things are hard. I don't know what to do here. And they just keep coming back around and around and around and around. And to be able to interrupt that and reframe, yes, this is hard. It's not skipping over what is really happening in front of you. If things are really hard, they're really hard. It's reframing. Things are hard now. There have been times in my life when things aren't hard okay, how can I breathe into this? How can I take a step back? How can I create space in there and inject that ease just a little bit? Sometimes it can't even be a lot, but just a little bit. And it's enough to allow more ease in that space. I'm curious how joy might play in with this sense. So if we focus on how are you feeling today? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Those are overarching, like, how are you doing, like mental states. But when we have moments of joy, when we recognize, when we have the mindfulness to recognize joy, I feel like that is another way to open that door to ease. Because it's like you suddenly realize, for me anyway, when I I have that moment of joy, I'm like, oh, I'm already here. I'm in the middle of what I wanted to be doing. So I'm curious if that resonates with anybody else. 
I like how we're all nodding our heads. Yes, because everybody can hear that. But yes, (laughs) I often think about I'm going to go back to sports just because that's what I know. There's this moment in athletics where, like I said earlier, you're just in the flow, you're in the zone, you're just doing. And, you know, earlier you were asking, like, how do you get there? I think it's about what you do prior to, right? So when we're talking about like for sports, you spend lots of time on the driving range hitting golf balls. You spend lots of time practicing your short game and your putting and chipping or in basketball, you're practicing your free throws or dribbling whatever the skills are in basketball. And then when it's time to compete, that's when you let go and you execute. In comparison to life, when things are hard, if you don't have the skills and you haven't been practicing the skills prior to tornado brain, it's going to be hard to get to that flow. So I imagine like any type of journaling or meditating or yoga or breath work or Reiki, is that how you say it? Reiki. 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 Reiki or coaching or therapy or anything you're learning to practice when you're not in the tornado. And then when the tornado comes, you have things to go to that can help pull you out and get you back into flow. Did that make, it made, it it sounded really eloquent in my head. I don't know if it sounded eloquent coming out of my mouth. So what I heard, what I heard was actually a visual and the visual was the tornado of anti-am, anti-am, anti-am. Like you're (laughs) right. It's scary. And then it's the thud. Yeah. Right. So if you have that grounding mechanism, if you have, it may not be as dramatic as a thud, but if you have that grounding mechanism, you're not all up in the tornado screaming anti-am. Yeah. One of my things I do, and I I feel like we've talked about this here, the three things you see, three things you hear, three things you feel physically. That's that moment when if you're like in the tornado with anti-am, is she in the tornado? I think you, you pull yourself out by getting yourself grounded in the space you're in and like looking around three things I see, three things I hear, three things I feel, and you get yourself back to the present. To me, flow state is being so in the present that you don't even realize it. Absolutely. It lets everything just be what it is beyond that. And what you were saying, what triggered in me, it's a quote from an athlete and I don't know who to credit it to was practice how you play. <laughs> Sarah has the Google box out but practice like you play. And so when you're at practice and doing drills, if you half-ass it in practice, you're going to half-ass it in the game. But it's the same that Sarah was saying, if you're not practicing the skills, when you have tornado brain, you're not going to be able to access the skills perhaps as easily or as well as you could if they are things you have done prior to that. Like 75 people have said that, so I can't credit it to anyone. Well, my favorite that's similar to that is actually a Vince Lombardi quote, which is perfect makes practice. So you have to have that sweet spot. You have to have experienced the zone to be able to then turn it around and practice it to make it better to improve upon it, but that you actually have to have that moment of what is it? Zone stuff, sweet spot. I don't know what it's called. The thing that was a lot of hand moments and I knew what what you meant. (laughs) But they don't translate auditorially. Can't grab the word, but yeah, it's that. Orgasm. Sure. I mean, that too. (laughs) Well, think about it. I mean, no, I mean, to that point, let's think about it. Like if you've never experienced it. How do you know what you're looking for? Thank you. Until it happens. Right. And then you're like, oh, let's let's do that again. But you can experience (laughs) it on your own. You can figure it out. You can figure out a path there, right? (laughs) Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think with all of this, you experience it on your own. 
in reality, I mean, you can have assistance, but in reality, we're, we're figuring this out on our own. We're, we're finding that sweet spot on our own and all these things. And creating the circumstances for it to happen. Well, that all sounds very exhausting. Am I on all the time? Am I going through my day constantly like, oh, is that it? Or is that it? Or how do I know what that is? Or how do I know what that feels like? As you're talking about finding that sweet spot or the orgasm of life or whatever it is you want to call it is it that I'm always looking for it because it that's and if I have it right <laughs> when I know what it is and that am I always now trying to bring more of it into my life I think it's like that that double-edged sword sometimes is that where sometimes the harder you try for something to to find something to grab onto something then the easier it slips through your fingers I have two things. First of all, yes, we are calling it the orgasm of life from now on. (laughs) (laughs) And second, it's being in that searching state is that tension. But if that's something that we want, how do we not search? Well, and I think that's where joy also comes in. Like it's a physiological response to something, whether it is an actual orgasm or something else, it's a physiological response. Joy is a physiological response. And so that's where, that's why I went to joy earlier. It's that idea of when you feel it, you feel it, you don't have to look for it. And when you do look for it, I think it is exhausting and it does create that spiral of not having what you want because you're in the state of looking for what you want instead of just existing. I think this takes it back to what you said earlier, Nikki. Something that I've been trying to do was to try to relax into something and stop striving and it. I feel like that ability to just be more peaceful because the striving sounds exhausting, right? The, I'm looking, searching, but that feels like almost the antithesis of what you're trying to do. And what I'm finding is that if I can just relax into life, things start to happen in ways that I can't even necessarily comprehend and couldn't have come up with on my own. And so to me, a lot of it is about relaxing and accepting what's going on in life. The searching versus allowing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's created from having openness. Like when you're talking, those words that you're using, Laura, really created a sense of a feeling of openness. Yes. Being open and curious and, and yes, just relaxing into what is instead of trying to force it into something that it can't be. And I I think we all have these doorways that allow us into that, that space paying attention to what is that doorway? Is it a creative side of you, right? Is it when you're playing a musical instrument? Is it when you're creating art? Is it while you're golfing? What is the doorway that has allowed you into that space? And I think that's sometimes just about paying attention to what's going on. It's not that searching, but it is like, so, oh, here, holy smokes, here I am. What was the doorway that brought me here? I think for me, that doorway gets frustrating when there's been something that has brought me to that place before and it doesn't work. So you have that expectation of, yeah, this is, I'm going to be able to relax into this and this is going to give me that space that I need. And it's just not working. I think that for me, that's where frustration comes up. And that's where then I maybe do go to the searching and seeking place of, okay, well, if this isn't working, what did I do wrong? Should I try something else to it? And that's when the, I'm, I'm moving away from flow and ease 
because when, when I expected it to be there for me, it wasn't. So it's interesting that, you know, that expectation can throw us off too. Yeah. And you're just describing every athlete I've worked with that what we call in golf had the yips when they're doing that, when they're searching for it, when they're like, this worked before I worked on my putting last week. And I, and I, and then in the tournament, I was awesome, but today it's not working. So coach, can you look at this? Can you look at that? Can you watch my alignment? And it's like, stop, just take a breath, you know? So the, what I'm getting from all of this is flow state is all about being fully in the present without trying just being like, it's interesting. Nikki earlier said it's a mix of effortless being and effortless doing. And I think it's, to me, it's more about effortless being. I had some parts that came up when you said that it was like that part of me that strives for something more right? That it wants to move forward, that wants to go after the the thing, that wants to be successful in that endeavor that I am taking on. It's, there was a part of me that kind of got a little tingly there was like, so that just sounds lazy. Yeah, that was definitely really part. Hello part. <laughs> Which part it, sounds lazy? That's, didn't we, I thought we, haven't we talked about this on the show where we were talking <laughs> about the striving versus the releasing and letting go? I mean, that's a tough, it is, t- I, and I use the same word Nikki's been using. It's like, an, it's a tough tension. There is a part of me that wants to be go, 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 as we've talked about before and marking things off. And another part that knows sometimes life is just easier if I'll just relax into it and allow it to move forward as it's supposed to, as opposed to trying to force it down a path. Well, and I, I think that's why I like the word allowing better because it's, it allows me to take a step back and still feel engaged. Not like I'm just giving up and throwing my hands in the air, but it's, it's the engagement without the tension. Is it allowing without expectation? I think without attachment to expectation, because there are things I want, there's places I want to go and things I want to create and do. And so there is an expectation in me, but it's a detachment from that. Not that I need this. I need this. So I won't be cool without it. I need this brand new outfit that's ridiculous and that I really don't need. But maybe my favorite bathrobe just got torn to shreds because my dog thought it would be fun. And so I want a bathrobe and I have an expectation of it, but it's not that striving. I think flow state comes down to needing an outfit because Bentley tore up your bathrobe. Or claimed it has his bed now. He didn't eat it. He would. He just would not let it go this morning. That was awesome. Are we in a flow state about talking about flow state? (laughs) Listeners, thank you for pulling up a chair and joining our conversation. We see you. We love you. And until next time, remember, all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Parts Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it. After all, sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at The Best Parts Podcast or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember that all the parts are the best parts.